I'm Bella Hilton and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby, and make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful, and you have dreams. And when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. Hey everyone, I'm Bella Hilton, host of the Miracles Happen, discovering the power of your mind and emotions on the journey to conceiving your baby podcast. And before we get started today, I just want to let you know about my Facebook group that I'm kind of just starting out with for gorgeous women like you who are listening to my podcast, but actually want to keep the discussion and the support going with like-minded and phenomenal ladies who just want to discover how much power they really do have to conceive their baby with all that they have now. So if you're listening to the podcast and want to join, please do, because I really want to get to know you, you, my listeners, because actually my ideal with this would be to run this like a talkback radio segment. So people could call in and ask questions like, Marcy, you're on the line. What's your question? (laughs) But, you know, shy of that, let's make that happen in the Facebook group. Um, The link to that group should be on the page from which you launched the podcast from, but if you can't find it, you can also search on Facebook for Studio Fertility, find my page, and you should find the link for my group there, Um, and I'll try and get a link on my homepage on my website too at studiofertility.com. So let's get on with today. Today I'm going to go through a bunch of things that I think are mistakes most people that come to me are doing on their fertility journey. Or more importantly, I should say, things to think about on the fertility roller coaster too. I don't think there's anything we can really do wrong. And I don't really like the word mistake because it implies we've done something wrong, right? And I don't think any of us would consciously choose to do something wrong on this journey when we have been trying for so frigging long to have a baby. <laughs> anyway, this list is not exhaustive. Um, uh, I'm sure I could go on with a lot of things, but these are my top eight, I think. Um, and these so-called mistakes that we talk about today, I just want to preface it with, aren't meant to be things to scare you with either. And this episode is definitely not about giving you things to beat up on yourself about. Again, remember, we are not about beating up on ourselves, just the opposite. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, Mistake number one would be forgetting yourself and your life and your dreams on the fertility journey. Now, that's kind of chunky, so let's break it down a bit. But too often people, you know, tend to forget all about themselves in the process of trying to conceive a baby that they forget that they still have a life, a life that is going on and other goals and other ambitions. They forget that they are important and not just a vessel to carry a child. They forget they are allowed to be happy and follow their passions because everything has just become about trying to conceive, right? When everything should be, their whole life should be 
um, following their passions because this is what will help them conceive a baby. And I've definitely been there myself on the other side of it. You know, I've definitely done the obsessing over temperature charts and food and supplements and the like and, and gone down those rabbit holes. But I can tell you that when I did get pregnant, I was doing none of that stuff. Not only was I not obsessing, I wasn't doing any of the charting, good diets, supplements, none of it. No, when I got pregnant, I was prioritizing myself and so do my clients for good reason. In fact, I felt enormously fulfilled before I conceived my baby. I didn't have my whole life worked out, you know, all my ducks were not in a row, but I had it steered in the right direction for what was important to me at that moment. And those things can change, but I felt like my life was in flow. But usually when a client comes to me, we can pinpoint a number of things that, re- that you know, we you really need to address before a baby comes along into their lives. And dealing with these things is actually clearing the path for their baby to be conceived. Another way women tend to forget themselves is also by not thinking their mental health is important. As human beings, we actually cannot thrive in joyless conditions, you know, if you think about it, thriving in joyless conditions, you can see how we can't do that. And I think I've mentioned it on a previous podcast that some babies who do not get hugs and love and affection can actually shrivel and die. It's like they die of a broken heart. Babies who are held, nuzzled, hugged enough um, actually thrive and those who aren't can stop growing. And if the situation lasts long enough, even die. That's horrible to think about. Now, researchers discovered all of this when trying to figure out why some orphanages had infant mortality rates around 30 to 40%. Now, this isn't about you not hugging your baby enough when it finally arrives. Don't hold all of that in your head. We all know that you are going to love your baby so much, it is going to be one hugged human, so we're not worrying about this. This is about you right now as a human being. Just because we get bigger and turn into adults, doesn't mean that we stop needing this care, attention, and nurturing, right? It makes sense. And while we need human bonding, connection, and love, and touch, we also have this amazing ability to be able to give this nurturing and care and love to ourselves. Babies don't have that luxury. Kids don't really have that luxury, but as full-grown, badass women, we do but we don't do it. (laughs) Instead, we pretend we're fine, lie to ourselves and walk around crying at random moments or getting so angry about something or shutting down our lives and ourselves that we don't even recognize what any of it is for anymore. We just keep pushing and doing more and it's exhausting, right? It's depleting it. It doesn't give back to you. You who is going to be the vessel, the actual means that's going to carry and grow a baby. So if you're not thriving, how are you going to grow this baby? Sure, you can plant a seed and give it some good nutrients, i.e. food and supplements. But if every day is winter and cold and bleak inside your heart and mind and emotions and things you say to yourself, what is the actual point? You'll deplete those nutrients very quickly and your body be working so hard to make anything happen because it's under constant 
pressure and stress. So I guess this mistake number one is not thinking that nurturing yourself and your life is important and not paying attention to your emotional and mental health is important. Our bodies do respond to our emotional and mental health. People can give themselves ulcers and heart attacks with too much stress. Now the trouble is we're taught to prioritize ourselves in all the wrong ways. Um, you know, growing up, or at least I was, you know, we prioritize our salary, our prestige, how other people view us, how we fit in. Um, we prioritize comparing ourselves to all those around us. We prioritize our achievements. So we, I don't know, so we have bragging rights, I guess. We prioritize our life a little so we look a little bit Instagrammable. And I'm sure I'm guilty of that. Um, we prioritize the vacuuming so we don't look lazy, right? There's so many things we prioritize above ourselves and our own mental state and care. And we aren't taught to prioritize our passions, our differences, what actually brings us joy and how to take time for ourselves. So I want to ask you this important question here. Are you living passionately? And if you were, what would be different? What would that look like? Grab a journal today and write it down and maybe jump into the Facebook group and let me know. If you were living passionately, what would be different? Okay, mistake number two on the fertility journey is focusing entirely and exclusively on, let's call it, the problem, right? And this brings us to um, the biggest mistake that we probably make overall in anything in life, really, is that we focus too much on it and we talk about it to the exclusion of all else. Which if we were doing more of number one and living passionately, this one wouldn't be here, right? Tell me, how easy though is it to feel hopeful and positive and relaxed and in good mental health if all you are talking about and thinking about and seeing people for is the problem? You can't have a relationship with your husband, partner, friends if every time you see them all you're doing is talking about this problem or consumed by it. Relationships are rich in nature and they need diversity. I've seen many a person who found great friends and support forums, but the minute they got pregnant or the other person got pregnant, they couldn't seem to be friends anymore because their relationship was based on the problem. And if one doesn't have the problem anymore, the relationship falls apart. Not all the time. I'm just saying I've seen this. So how easy is it to believe in a good future or think positively if all you're doing is reliving the past by telling people your story over and over again, telling them about the problem, right? And reaffirming your own identity in that problem. I have this problem and you keep owning it. Now, this isn't to say that you don't give yourself the time and space that you need or squash your feelings down, quite the opposite, because I I expect this is what you're doing or trying to do right now and it keeps like seeping out. But when you have constructive ways to deal with the problem, like taking time for yourself with a fertility coach, for example, and having productive conversations, 
then the rest of life becomes easier and you start to find the balance and not need to talk about the problem all the time and have more of a holistic life and one where you can bring in more joy and passion into your life. Okay, mistake number three is not trusting your intuition and listening um, too much to others instead of yourself. Well, I'm not sure I've got a lot to add to that one, actually. Learning, it kind of says it all. Um, Learning to get in touch with your intuition, so you can tell the difference between fear and intuition is a big one, and listening more to yourself and your body, I think is crucial to a successful outcome. I've seen it time and time again with my clients. Dismissing your own opinion, what you want, and ignoring your intuition is just a recipe for disaster. I mean, let's do this. Can you think of a time that you ignored your intuition in the past? Didn't go so well for you, did it? The trick here is knowing how to listen to your inner self, your inner goddess, to steer you in the right direction. Because in the beginning, I do hear a lot of clients say that they think their intuition is telling them something. And when they tell me what it is, I usually hear the fear surrounding what they're saying. And I know this isn't their intuition because intuition, remember, is absent of fear because it isn't always the easy path, right? And that could mean going with what your doctor has lined up for you or not. Okay, mistake number four. Using the when that happens, then I will approach. So how does this go? So how many times have you said to yourself something along the lines of, well, when I get pregnant, then I will be happy, right? Or when I get pregnant, then I will think about following my dreams and passions. (laughs) Or, you know, what else have you been putting off in your life? This approach is basically putting your life on hold. Believe it or not, and it might be hard for some people to grasp, but you can be happy now. You can follow your passions now. I do this with my clients every day. This is, you know, I help my clients fall back in love with their life again and conceive their baby. Putting your life on hold has huge ramifications in a mind-body approach to conception because all you're doing is missing out on your life now and making yourself miserable in the process. And basically, this is a big one. So what you are putting on hold right now, you need to stop and take a look at it again. What are you putting on hold right now in order to conceive your baby? Is there some way you can incorporate this back into your life? Mistake number five, food obsessions. (laughs) I will never tell you your biggest mistakes are eating gluten or dairy. I think we need to get past our food obsessions on this journey to find a way to eat healthily, but happily and inclusively. And I'm not saying you have to include gluten or dairy. I'm just saying that if you have some of it, it's probably not going to break the bank. I know of myself in the past where I've been so strict with what I consumed that I would actually take my own food to someone's house when invited for dinner. Like that is ridiculous. That is actually what I call a soulless move. There is no joy in that. It was horrible. Why? Because I was focused on all the wrong things. 
If you have been suffering for months on end because you can't even have a glass of champagne or a chocolate mousse, barring any massive um, you know, food intolerances or allergies, this is your homework today. Go and eat that thing. Go and drink that drink. I'm not saying you have to consume it in abundance every day, but giving yourself that gift every once in a while is not going to break everything. And babies are not born in resistance. So if you're constantly feeling like you're in resistance around this food, it's not bringing joy to your life. It's not bringing joy to your body. It's not bringing joy to your energy. It's not clearing the pathway for your baby. And that one thing occasionally, like I said, will not ruin your chances, but it may go a long way to your mental health. Now, what are we up to? Number six. Mistake number six is being consumed by the numbers and the detail. Speaking of being focused on all the wrong things, numbers and details don't mean diddly diddly squat in this game most of the time. So let me clarify. I've had clients who have done IVF previously that got 21 eggs and nothing to transfer. And then got pregnant naturally. (laughs) I've had clients who had one embryo and got their baby. I know of people who had 29 as their beta HCG level. And I'm not sure if this is going to translate to countries who might have a different um, scale of beta HCG, but 29. Um, And others who had 125, right? Clients whose progesterone level was like 400 and others whose, whose was 68. I think the progesterone levels are the ones that probably don't correlate between countries. But basically to say I've had clients who have very high levels and others who are so borderline low. And they go on to have successful pregnancies. Right? It doesn't matter. And if you're super focused on all these details, it's going to be a painful experience for you even if you do conceive, because you will torture yourself, right? Okay, and now I'm just going to combine the last two mistakes together. This is seven and eight. So seven is being consumed by all the things you can do or try to do to get pregnant. And number eight is think that we always have to get it right. So when we're starting to listen to ourselves about our fertility and being in tune with our intuition and we start to realize that not everything is for us, right? Not everything is for you on the fertility journey because if you're doing everything, well, it's probably just creating more stress for you, right? And then that's not the greatest approach. We don't want to create stress for you. We want to do things that feel good. And when you're tapped into your intuition um, and I teach people how to do this, then you are starting to do the things that feel good for you. Because the mind-body approach, when followed well, it can be hard work in the beginning, in that you do need to do the inner work, you do need to get introspective, you do need to question things. But in the end, it leaves you feeling so fucking fantastic. Who cares, right? This is about empowering you in the end, not, you know, depleting you and and destroying you along the journey like a lot of the effort methods do when you're still not getting pregnant. Doing all the things constantly without any end 
when you aren't employing a mind-body approach just leaves you feeling drained and miserable. Choosing those things that speak to you and your body and feel right will leave you feeling empowered. But you will only know this once you start to listen to yourself. And you will also um, know that when you have that cup of coffee or enjoy a few wines with friends or eat some delicious gluten and perhaps a sugary snack, this is not the reason you didn't get pregnant that month. We do not always have to get it right. That is a lot of pressure. And again, it's a soulless way to live. And why do we think that we have to live in this soulless way we don't? You want to expand on your fertility journey, not contract. If you feel like everything you are doing is making you feel smaller and smaller and contracting in, then it's time to look at that shit and do things differently. And if you're doing things that just feel good and making you expand and make you feel like your life is in flow, then you know you're on the right path. Okay, everyone, I really enjoyed today's discussion, but I would love to keep it going. So get on over to the Facebook group and join me and let's continue this discussion. Um, And I shall get in there and reply to people. If you have any questions, I am looking forward to seeing you in my new Facebook group. I'll see you then and we'll talk very soon on the Facebook group or on the podcast. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts, or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.